Good morning, everybody. Hello, Fran. How Hello, are you today? Good morning. I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It was very sunny just a moment ago. I hope it comes again. And I hope it's going to be a lovely day. And even though we are somehow uh, staying home and we can't really leave very much. Uh, do you do you go at all for walks? Because you've got little daughter and she's probably... Uh, not that much, to be honest with you. You know, the weather hasn't been the greatest for the last couple of days. So, you know, we kind of um, adapted to life indoors and board games and, you know, entertainment. Baking, I bake a lot, you know, nowadays you can tell a bit. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think we'll all, we'll all, you know, manage to hopefully get, get through it sooner rather than later. Good. Fran, um, the reason I wanted to do this webinar is because you've had a long, long experience working with um, candidates across different fields, including fintech, uh, including technology. And I just wanted to make sure to give this positive message, whatever happens, this is uh, not the end, this is the new beginning, and we should be looking with a positive attitude. And I hope uh, you agree with me. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Because, uh, also, I think uh, just to give a bit of a perspective, uh, you recently changed your uh, path and you started your own business, which is also a new beginning for you. So maybe yes. not the best time to do it uh, because uh, it's a, a rather a turmoil for recruitment uh, industry. If you could uh, shed some light, how do you yes. feel about that? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, as, as you've rightly pointed, you know, I, I've taken the decision to kind of, you know, step back from the corporate world and, um, you know, uh, go at it independent so I can focus on, you know, different projects, um, but also increase my exposure to um, opportunities such as this one, um, as well as other, you know, voluntary involvement that I, I take on as well. So um, I guess that um, even in a, in, a, in a good economy, you know, sometimes things don't work out as you would expect and especially in challenging situations it is um, it can be um, very daunting you know to, to be exposed to a new beginning whether that is voluntary or involuntary as well but um, whilst we cannot change what, what is happening around us you know we have very little control over um, you know changing and influencing influencing things at a macro level where we have the power and the ability to change is um, both within ourselves, but as well within our immediate circle. So if we switch the mindset from trying to, you know, change the world and adapt everything to our own wishes that we, we need to be, but instead adapt ourselves and influence in small steps, then we have, I believe, a great opportunity to make, um, you know, not not sometimes, you know, a wow, booming success, you know, that doesn't happen overnight, but to help us cope and achieve things in a faster and more constructive way as well. Excellent. So that actually uh, gives us a perfect opportunity to go to this question. What do I need to do before um, starting a job search? 
Okay, so depending on the reasons as to why you're starting the job search, you know, if it's if it's a voluntary reason, you know, you want to change jobs and so on, or whether it's an involuntary reason, whether you've been made um, redundant or perhaps fired from your role. Um, these are kind of two distinct uh, scenarios that require different types of actions and you know because we, we you know we don't want to go too long today i will try and focus on the first scenario which is perhaps pertinent to the current situation that a lot of people are experiencing right now is how to you know what do you need to do before you start your job search if you are in a position to have been made you know redundant or perhaps let go from your employer and whilst um, our natural response in that situation would be you know to get as far away from the situation as possible um it's it will benefit us if we readapt and reinsert ourselves in the situation and control it um now what we what i mean by control is we need to understand and assess the situation so we can then take the appropriate steps that will help us make it a success and what do I mean by that? Now, if you are faced with the news that you are being let go uh, for, for various reasons, you know, take a few days, collect yourself, okay, and then arrange a meeting with your either supervisor or HR department, depending on the situation and prepare yourself to ask them some questions. Now, the first one that I would recommend is the reason why this has happened. Okay, this will help you then explain to your future employers the situation because they will ask you what happened, you know, in your previous role. So you need to gain that understanding from your current employer, but it will also help you come to terms a lot quicker with the situation because by understanding something, it's easier to then accept it. Oh, absolutely. I would agree. I would even add the fact that so many of us will think, well, I'm so perfect. Why did they fire? Oh, because the boss was, you know, uh, didn't like me or something. And I just, uh, you know, as an employee, I, uh, employer, I didn't really believe some of the stuff I was told. So this is, I think, a perfect opportunity to take that feedback and work on it, because sometimes the feedback is could be actually a, a very grounded feedback, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, you, you beautifully put it and kind of led me to my next point I wanted to make, you know. Are there, are, are there any other opportunities within the business that you can transition to? You know, so for example, let's say you've been made redundant. Um, most likely, not all of the other departments are made redundant. So, do you have any transferable skills that you can discuss with your employer and transition into a different type of role? Or if it's an issue relating to performance, like you said, Beata, if you listen to that constructive feedback and you understand, yeah. are you okay with the idea to perhaps take a step back and, you know, a lower level role so you can brush up on the skills and attitudes that you need to in order to continue your journey? with this business. Yeah. Not all yeah. ends need to be abrupt. Some of them will be, and most likely yeah. they will be due to factors outside of your control, even your employer's controls. But mm -hmm. it's not always the case. 
So it's good to ascertain, are there any other adjacent area I can look into or yeah. I, you know, am I actually moving on for good? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, which uh, actually, uh, I think you touched upon the fact that you need to have that feedback, even though sometimes it hurts to hear the truth. Uh, but how do you learn from that? What would be the next step if once you learned what was wrong with your job or what was wrong with your performance? How do you take that feedback? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, paraphrase something that I read online, um, you know, and in other books a lot, a lot of times, you know, um, listen with the intent to understand and not to reply. So when you receive all of that feedback, you know, give it a few days to kind of settle in within your mind and to help you make sense out of it, because this will actually help you um, prepare um, with regards to future conversations you will have, but also tailor and adjust your next search accordingly. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's give it an example. So I'm working in technology field. I was just told that uh, I'm uh, very uh, I don't know. I'm not very flexible. Why? What would you you be your advice? How would you tackle this challenge of, you know, maybe uh, that's I think the most common mistake uh, that many technologists are making is they are introverts. They don't really communicate what they want to achieve or Mm, yes. what they want to bring to the table yes yes i mean i i've myself made this mistake many 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 times and you know uh whilst they say whilst we always say you know give me feedback i want to improve actually it's you know it's quite hard to take that on board and improve so you know to build up on the example that you gave you know if you are in a position where your employer tells you you know look better you know you are you are inflexible for example you know um Inflexible is a very broad term, so it will help you understand um, for him or her to give you examples of that inflexibility and situations, because like that in your mind, you can A, visualize it, B, understand it, and C, accept it easier. Okay, because when someone, you know, gives you like a, you know, a very blunt adjective or description, you know, inflexible, your natural response is to put your guard up. What do you mean I'm inflexible? <laughs> you know, exactly. people tell me um, I'm argumentative. I'm like, no, I'm not, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but if they tell me, Fran, you know, when I've tried to speak with you, you cut me off you know, and you keep trying to put your point across and I don't feel like I'm being heard, you know. Yeah. Then I understand, you know, so give people examples to help them understand where you are coming from and work with them and expect their emotions to be negative. And I can't stress this enough. When giving and receiving feedback, do not do it from a place of sympathy. It's very easy to say to someone, you know, oh, I feel sorry for you, and then you just move on, okay? Yes. Do it from a place of empathy. Maybe that person is inflexible or argumentative for a reason. Can you help yes. them identify that, that reason? Can you give yes. them some technique that will help them cope? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, good. So uh, that actually brings me to this uh, great anecdote I, I, I've got to uh, tell you uh, because I uh, used to have a, 
um, a guy working for me, and this is uh, something that we touched upon in our conversation some time ago, uh, Fran, um, in private conversation, about how difficult it is for women to be leaders because guys quite often would question what we decide. So um, our decision-making process and our management skills. And uh, so I had actually a guy who uh, was quite argumentative and, uh, and confrontational. And he would always have to have a reason why this decision was made. And it's fine, but like he, he would not follow through. And that was quite upsetting. So I, at one stage, I just said, you know, look, these, this is my money and this is my decision. So unless and until you make that um, that um, a commitment. Investment you know, uh, and commitment yourself. I'm not going to, yes, I'm not going to, you're very argumentative. And he said, I'm not argumentative. So that was the, the um, uh, close loop of female leaders have uh, much um, more difficulties uh, when it comes to actually achieving goals. Um, yes. It's a question yes. so many times. So yeah. now let's um, go into pitfalls. What pitfalls should we be aware of when, uh, when we are job searching? Okay. What are the most common ones? So the, the most common ones have actually a, a um, common denominator which is rush okay yeah rush is your biggest enemy in the job search rushing to get off a uh, ill-written cv or difficult to read cv with spelling mistakes syntax mistakes and so on rushing to apply to every single job out there you know two or three times it happens yeah. you know you forget what you've applied and you resend and resend and resend your application you know pestering people you know of a job you know can you introduce me to that person all of these are actions driven by rush and panic okay and all of these sorts of mistakes come from this and again, I cannot stress this enough, the importance of taking a step back, breathe it out, okay, and analyze, okay? So instead of, you know, starting to send your CV left, right, and center, you could instead start with your digital footprint. And, you know, most people start with a CV, but in, in the days yes. that we're living in, <clears throat> Actually, it makes more sense to start with a digital footprint. So, you know, Google yourself and, and see how you come across social media and engagement because your next employer or, you know, the person you want to network in will most likely check you out online. Okay. Now, fortunately, we live in a world where a few swear words and a few, you know, photos, a few drinking tequila are actually fine. And, you know, they are fine as long as, you know, they're not, I don't know. Um, you know, yeah. too risque. Um, but things, um, you, know, um, you know, xenophobia online, you know, um, or, or other, um, you know, sort of, not necessarily, you know, political, but, you know, wrong sort of expressions, um, you know, will haunt you. You know, um, trolling Greta Thunberg on, online, you know, doesn't make you look cold at all, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, uh, bashing Donald Trump, I think that's, 
That's what yeah. I, I think we can all live with that. You know, yeah. I hope. Okay. I have to can you give some somebody. extreme examples? Maybe you've got some anecdotes, how you checked somebody and it turned out a, a disaster in terms of potential uh, mm. candidate. Look, luckily, luckily, I didn't come across anything like too, you know, wow, off-putting. Off um, but, however, um, there are more subtle um, ways to, you know, um, to profiles that can be off-putting. Because I think we're, when we all think of digital footprint, we are thinking of a very big, massive, red sign logo. Okay, yeah. that rarely happens. It's not that common yeah. as we think. But instead, we have patterns of actions, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, I've had situations where I was checking uh, people's profiles and repeatedly when they were commenting or engaging in online discussions, for example, they were particularly yeah. negative about everything, okay? Yeah, yeah. Now, complaining is fine. Okay, being negative every now and then is fine, but when it becomes a pattern, that yes. tells me it will be very difficult for me to work with that person because all that they will bring me is problems. Yes. Okay? And they will second guess me every step of the way, and that will make everyone's life difficult. Okay. Yes. Agree. Positivity always wins, no matter what situation we are in. It's going to be better, right? So, realism um, as well. You know, like I said, it's okay, you know, to 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 complain and things. You know, yeah. by complaining about situations, this is how we change them. But complaining, yeah. you can be done the right way or the wrong way. Yes, absolutely. So now, um, the question would be. Okay, you passed this process. You start. You sent CV. You got an invitation to the interview. What are the most common mistakes females make, or 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 people make? Let's make it broader because we have actually in audience some men as well. So, um, what are the most common pitfalls during the interview? During the interview, okay, okay. I mean, I want to patronize our audience by you know telling you to dress appropriately, you know, and then you know uh, make sure you're there on time, um, you know, do your research about the company and so on and so forth. Uh, I'm gonna go get in in you know subtleties that are not all noticeable. I would say that the biggest mistake we're interviewing is losing the opportunity to ask questions. Okay? Mm -hmm. What do I yeah. mean by that? As much as the interviewer is interviewing you and assessing your skills, your credentials, and your compatibility with the firm and the role, you should be also interviewing them to, in reverse, assess compatibility with yeah. you, your goals, and your aspirations mm -hmm. as well. And I've seen this numerous times where people, you know, don't take advantage of that opportunity to ask pertinent questions. Don't ask questions you will find the answers to online in their company yeah. brochure, only like how many employees you've got. You can mm -hmm. look that mm -hmm. up. Instead, yeah. ask questions that will help you assess. And Good examples of, of questions like this would be, for example, how many customers have you lost last year? Okay? Yeah. Everyone loses customers. No one is immune to that. But what you want to find out from that question is that do they acknowledge the fact that, they, they, that they've lost or were close yeah. to losing customers? How it impacted them? What measures they've taken to mitigate that? Because that yeah. will tell you how they deal with problems that can be outside of their control. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things like asking your uh, your interviewer, like if you could replicate one thing from your competitor, what would it be? Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have competitors, but it shows a great deal of character for the business to sit in front of you and admit that there are some things that their competitors do better because this shows that they are reasonable, they understand their market, and they accept that no one is the finished article. Oh, absolutely. That's a very good uh, good line. Nobody's finished uh, article. Uh, mm -hmm. And... Uh, I actually have to say that I think, uh, given the fact that uh, females we are talking on our channel, it's women on it. So uh, I have to say that we are winning. I don't know whether you would agree with me in terms of um, emotional skills. We are much better in in uh, in terms of dealing with the questions uh, of the likes. Uh, just to give you an example, I had a couple. They came to my interview and. Uh, they they both uh, were going through the interview and so on. And I asked them, because I knew they are coming, it's a couple, and I asked each of them, uh, what would you think if I employed your uh, girlfriend or boyfriend? And the guy said, well, I would think she's better than me. Whereas the girl's answer was, I would be happy for him. So that actually shows how um, different we are in terms of thinking, how caring we are in terms of thinking, which makes us a great leaders, I believe. What is your take on, on in terms of leadership? Because uh, uh, as we touched upon the fact that we are so many times questions or decisions are questioned. Yep. I mean, there was actually a study done, by, I believe it was Harvard Business Review, that surveyed leaders various industries in um, in leadership qualities such as empathy ability to adapt uh, ability to lead by example by uh, taking risks and so on and um, women um, you know across especially the the, the empathy soft skill side score differently higher than men um, but at the same time, I think it needs to be you know a balance between the two um, you know by creating um, distinct separation between between the two uh, we are losing the opportunity to gel them together so i think that by working together and understanding what our limitations but also what our strong points are we can achieve better outcomes now is it uh, more often rather than not that females um, have you know more empathetic and, and and better soft skills leadership trait by that study it shows yes are sometimes men more practical in certain areas that study again shows that yes but by coming together and combining the two and allowing um, each side to flourish in their um, specific abilities will bring out definitely better outcomes I, I mean naturally I am a very logical pragmatic person so getting emotions yeah. from me might be a bit tricky um, yeah. but at the same time I'm very empathetic, uh, sometimes to a fault as well. So yeah. they can come up with distinct, um, um, you know, character traits um, and kind of lead on both sides of the fence. But yeah. by acknowledging, you know, that and having support from people around you, you know, you mm. can mm. you can definitely 
to better. And I would like to say something. I think leaders, yes. whether men or women, have it very hard because somehow we created this culture and we look up to people, we put them on a pedestal, okay? Mm. And we expect them to be this, that, and the other, okay? Yes. We, you know, we see influencers, thought leaders. I mean, whoever came up with that term, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and so on. And, and you know, then when we are in the real world in business and we have our manager or leader and they are human and they're, they're not this image that we've built up in our minds that they have to be like this, like that, and the other, mm. we put them down. Yeah. Yes. We start yeah. to dig for stuff mm. because it's not based on our expectations and yes. it doesn't help anyone. And in addition to this, we are all leaders in our own way. Leadership is not given by a title. Yeah. Leadership is given by the qualities you display. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are you a secretary in a company? Most people think, oh yeah, she's not a leader. Well, she actually mm -hmm. is in her own yes. field, in her own yes. role. Yes, that's you very know. good. And leaders make mistakes. Get that through your head. We all make mistakes. It's important, though, that we learn from them and wherever possible, try and again use our empathy rather than sympathy and mm -hmm. try and be better than what we were yesterday. But stop yep. putting people on a pedestal and expecting them to be the, you know, the perfection because yes. no one is. Mm, mm, exactly. So which actually I think uh, brings us to, okay, we are through the uh, process, we ask some questions, we were capable of asking some questions, of course, some preparation is necessary, you need to know about the company before you go for the interview. And then let's face it, we are facing a new reality, everything's online, how do I prepare for online interview? apart from changing your pyjama and <laughs> making yourself look reasonable. Yes, yes. Um, I think online interviews are absolutely great and they bring you some amazing advantages. And I'll explain yes. why. So, again, I'm not going to patronize you, make sure the background is correct. Well, it's not great, mm -hmm. but anyway. Uh, you know, make sure you look presentable, your connection is good and things like that. Come on, you know, mm -hmm. those are yep. givens. Um, but use this opportunity to help yourself. And what do I mean by that? Now, if you go to a face-to-face -face meeting, you're not going to have in your uh, bag, briefcase or whatever, you know, printouts of the company, of their social media profile, of the biography, you know, put them on the table and start looking through them, you know? Yes, yes. If you do that, stop. It, it's, yes. it doesn't look very good. <laughs> but when you do the interview remotely on your computer, you can open all of those and make reference to them and engage in discussion so you don't forget. So it's actually very helpful. And utilize that. Have, have the biography or the social media profile of your interviewer there, of your interviewer, sorry, if they have such presence. Or yes. maybe an article that they've written that you can reference and say, look, I really like that. Or what did you mean by that? That will help you build, build meaningful reports online. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's that's very good feedback. I think also, uh, I think we are facing new reality and it, there is nothing wrong to say, I'm sorry, I hope you it's okay because I've got a little daughter and she might pop, up, pop in into the interview and I'm really sorry, but 
I can't really help it or I cut my run in front of uh, the, the screen. I think it's, uh, it's uh, understandable if you say that up front, you know, and if it happens, just play by ear, right? Yes, I mean, be, be, be human, like I said, like with leaders or, or you know, with, with, with everything. Be, be, be honest, be human. And, you know, yeah. we don't need to be stuck up and have this perfection show going on and, you know, um, say the right. Like, for, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean by yeah. that, which, which builds on what, on what you said. So, um, you know, the interviewer asks you, what is your biggest fault? And people will say, I'm a perfectionist or uh-huh. I care too much. And look, yes. no one is going to tell you that I can't wake up in the morning. Don't talk to me before 10 a.m. OK. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, you know, um, things, you know, things that are real, that are human. But the more we actually try and get that out. It will become the new normal instead of the scripted answers, you know. Yes. Um, so, so again, I, I think I think that helps. And yes, be honest. If you are, you know, in a situation where you know your kids or something, you know, pop up, you know, on the screen behind you because you didn't have any other choice, just 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 say it. It's it's fine. Yep. Good. Um, now, uh, since it's uh, internet is a, a can can be a very dangerous area. And in terms of uh, applic- job applications and so on, what would be the mistakes you you would be, um, make people aware of? Because just to give you an example, that's so easy to change your persona and pretend you're headhunter from, I don't know, um, Africa or somewhere. How do you actually, what is the due diligence process you would advise somebody to take until they start moving and packing and going somewhere, outer Mongolia, because some recruit from outer Mongolia just said, I'll give you a position of a director. Yes, yes. I mean, um and, the, and this can be uh, applicable even if you don't have to make such a drastic change in your life. But, you know, um, check for the um, validity of the business, you know, either a registered business, um, you know, have they, um, are they up to date with their, with their financial returns and, and accounts, you know, accounts are public or you, you know, like, okay, in Malta they're not, you need to pay a fee or go through an accountant and so on. But, you know, you can access information to verify, to verify the validity of the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And second of all, if you have to move countries, you know, there are independent, um, independent websites that you can check. OK. Mm-hmm. And expert communities where you can ask your questions. OK. Yep. Um, so um, this part is up to you to check because you are the one who knows what you can live with and what you can't live with. OK. Yeah. So. Do your due diligence. Check for the for the validity of the business from a corporate, financial, and legal perspective. Then check for the stability of the country or jurisdiction that you're moving in. Analyze trends in the sector. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but also you have an amazing opportunity if you are able to speak with previous employees within the business yeah. as well. So try and find out whether that is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Good, excellent. Um, I, I think uh, one of the common mistakes is people don't even go through checking that email address because 
the email address, if it ends with gmail.com, I think it's a rather unfortunate um, uh, decision to make. Uh, and uh, But also, it's uh, if you don't do this interview online, if you can't see this person online, I would be wary of the fact it could be a scam. And because we have even more uh, advertisements now, make money online and so on, and it's a beautiful yeah, yeah, opportunity yeah. every day, $300 and so on, right? The thing is, if something <laughs> sounds too good to be true, yeah, it isn't true. Absolutely. So now, um, how do I actually access opportunities when when we don't have this uh, opportunity to meet meet face and face face to face? Mm. I think um, now you know, um, given an example base based on the situation that that we are in, um, you know, internationally, most people are are indoors. Um, and uh, you know we don't have the luxury to go to networking events and conferences and things like that. Is that a bad thing? Actually, no. You may think I've lost the plot, but I haven't. And I'll give you an example. <laughs> um, can you meet today face to face, Elon Musk, Beata? Mm. Uh, no. It's very difficult. No. <laughs> can you tweet? Definitely him? not in Malta. Not yes. in Malta, nor in Poland, and uh, exactly. most European countries exactly. are not really. Even if doing you say conference, the chances for you to get close to him are nil. But can yes. you tweet him? Yes. Yep. Can you, you know, follow him on social media and comment on his social media input and engage in a discussion with him? Absolutely. Yep. So we've answered our question. This is how we create opportunities for us online. Mm-hmm. We follow people and businesses we are interested in. Genuine interest because, you know, faked interest is very, very, very vis- visible as much as you think you can fake it perfectly. So don't pick a hundred people, pick one, two, three, you know, that you are genuinely interested in and you can give input. Engage with them in conversation. Take advantage of the ability that people are actually indoors and they are on social media and channels, probably more than ever. Okay. And engage in discussion, post questions, you know, talk with people virtually. And like I said, you have a unique opportunity to engage with people that you would never have a chance to meet Mm. in person. Okay. And I think uh, starting from the simple, you know, I'm looking for a job, right? Online and put it on all the channels. How, how, how you can network, like very simple steps, you know, look for headhunters or recruiters in your area of specialism, have calls with them and interview them, see what their client list is like, how they go about their process and so on and so forth. And then pick one that you can work with. Okay. And they can then facilitate introductions to their network or to possible uh, networks mm-hmm. that you may be interested in. If you prefer to work on your own and not through a headhunter, for example, that's absolutely fine. You know, yeah. you can also pick yourself. You know, think about what are the 20 businesses I'm really interested in. Yes. I'm interested in these businesses. Make a list, see who the decision makers are in those businesses, you know, and send them an open application, but tailor that application. This is why you don't send your application left, right, and center. Because if you tailor it and make it specific, achievement-based and in line, okay, with what your target needs, then you have a much better chance. Will everyone reply to you and say, 
All right, Fran, why didn't you come in for an interview? Your email was lovely. No, of course not. But, you know, does it give you a better chance for them to make a positive impression about you? Yes, for sure. People don't want to receive speculative applications. It's wrong. People don't want to receive bad speculative applications. Mm, good. So, um, uh, just to remind our audience that uh, we are open to questions. If you would like to ask questions, you can post them in comments on Facebook. Thank you very much for joining our conversation. And um, you can actually add some questions in the comments section. And I'm going to ask them if it's valid. Um, so far, everybody's praising your great hints and tips. Um, and we have a question uh, that came uh, before the show and the question is what questions should I ask the interviewer to make sure this is the right opportunity for me okay okay so I think we've covered a little bit earlier um, you know yes and um, first of all you know um, ensure um, that you understand their expectations so ask the interviewer uh, you know Mark you know, what are your expectations performance-wise from me for the next two quarters? Mm-hmm. Because like this, you can assess whether their expectations are very high, they are, you know, at the right, uh, in your comfort zone, or they are below your comfort zone. Because like that, you know, are you undervaluing yourself? Will you be able mm-hmm. to do this job? Or this is a challenge. Now, if it is a challenge, okay, don't be naive and think, yeah, I can rise to it. Really understand. This is why this question is good. What are your expectations? Because if your mm-hmm. skills level is here, you know, so like, for example, me, I write articles. But if I was go articles, you know, I, I mean, I put my thoughts into perspective articles. Jesus, I'm not a journalist. But, you know, I try and get, you know, my perspective out there. But if I was, you know, to be faced, with a role or a project that will tell me, you know, um, Fran, you would be copywriting our material. I'd be like, I am not a copywriter. Is uh-huh. it right? Yes, but yes. very distinct. So understand expectations. Okay. Yes. Um, another good question is for you to understand what is the biggest challenge that they have mm-hmm. at the moment in this role. So let's say, for example, interviewing for an accountant role, okay? So what is the backlog? Is it a year, two, three, four, five, six? Mm-hmm. You, know, mm-hmm. um, you know, do they have systems in place? Try and understand what is, um, what, what are, sorry, what are the main areas that they will need your expertise in? Because this will help you understand if A, you have that expertise, and B, are you comfortable? with that mm. yep we've got a very good uh, question from uh, uh, Gordon who's uh, joined us and he was asking whether he can attend uh, because he wasn't sure yes. whether it's for women only or not hi. So hi, Gordon. Question, <laughs> hi great to see you so the question when a married person starts work after 20, 20 years what can they do to come back to the workforce since their CV is not valid after 20 years. Okay, okay. Um, look, it, um, first of all, it will, it will benefit the person if you find yourself in that situation, even after a year or two years, for example, you've been on maternity leave or something like that, you know. But, you know, this is a very extreme example of someone not having any work history whatsoever for, you know, the course of two decades. So yes. to answer that, I said that person needs to understand, you know, what their expectations are. Why are they going into the workforce? And what is the type of role that they want to do? 
okay and it's mm-hmm. very important for that person to be realistic okay so mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna apply for a i don't know astronaut job i don't know if they even advertise but you know what i mean be realistic with your expectations and then um find um um you know um kind of transferable skills throughout your life that have prepared you for this type of role because no one sits for 20 years doing absolutely um Nothing. I was wanting to say nothing, I mean. Uh, So no one sits for 20 years doing nothing, okay? Or, you know, a limited number of people do. So, you know, communication, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that especially if you've had children, you've been involved with parents' conferences or parent meetings, parent days, and, you know, God knows Mm -hmm. I've been and I haven't been Mm -hmm. out for 20 years you know um or for example you know um uh, organizational skills perhaps you manage the budget of your family you know Um, which comes to the very very interesting dynamic that uh, majority of women are the cfos of the household but somehow we never make it in the um, corporate uh, world and uh, uh, and also you know there is another example we are uh, managing our logistics so well we make sure that kids are delivered and they've got packed lunches and so on Oh, absolutely. These simple examples, you know, from your day-to-day life are going to help you in the interview process. And now another question. Olga joined us and Olga has got a question about... Hi, Olga. Hi, Olga. How much value to to employers place on non-work activity? Example, whether it is signing in the choir, playing a sport competitively or organizing community events etc and we i think uh, touched upon that uh, our daily life can give you a great example of yeah. how uh, we are capable of managing many tasks and we are absolutely. multitasking absolutely uh, i think that the value placed on it um it is directly proportional um also with the um level of the role and experience you are applying to and i, I will explain what i mean by that so for example if you are a graduate and you don't have any particular tangible work experience non-work activities i wouldn't necessarily call them non-work because they're still work but you know not directly related activities to the job you're applying for is actually very relevant so thinking in a choir or playing a sport competitively you know um can display certain skills now so to use that example, if you're a graduate and you're organizing community events, don't just put organizing community events. Give an example of an event you organized, how many people came, how do you handle the logistics of it, um, what was the theme of the event, what it has achieved, um, and what was the outcome. Because this will tell your employer um, that you can um, you can organize, you understand what you're doing, and you understand the process of any, any cognitive um um, action, uh, you know, which is uh, why, how, what, and outcome. Okay. Now, if you are a very seasoned professional, um, you know, probably you'll want to focus more on your work achievements, but at the same time, balance it with non-work activities. But perhaps it won't be as necessary for you um, to articulate those in a in a larger degree of detail than individuals without a prior um, professional history. 
Mm, exactly. So uh, now we I are have start to. Thank you, IDT. Um, I hope I thank you. <laughs> yes, I hope I uh, say the name uh, correctly. Um, so now the question is: We are past that process. We are past that into first stage of interview. Uh, you ask the right questions. Uh, you made sure that uh, whether the headhunter is helping you. You ask them uh, right questions as well, or the person who interviewed. You follow through, and now the question thing is okay next stage it's going to be negotiation and i think we struggle a lot with negotiation the, the negotiations so mm -hmm. could you give us some hints and tips how to negotiate effectively yes um again be realistic in valuing yourself okay be confident in your abilities and understand what your abilities are and what your faults mm -hmm. are as well Okay, mm -hmm. because the higher you go up the negotiation scale, the higher your skills must be. Okay, yeah. and I'll give you a very direct example. Okay, um, if I was now to change my career, I would probably, well, I would become a physicist in an ideal world, but I'm not very bright at it, so I'd probably become a lawyer. Okay, let's say I finished law school and so on completed because I've actually done two years of law school, but let's say I've completed it and, and yeah. now I'm applying for lawyer roles, okay? Now, I look at the benchmark in the market and I familiarize myself with the benchmark of that um, um, the, the role that I want to apply for. Then I take into consideration risk factors. Am I going for a less established company or a company that has problems with cash flow and so on and so forth? And again, I am understanding based on the information that I've asked in the interview, the risk factors involved for me in terms of a stability and development point of view. Okay. Yes. And I assess those with my skills. Okay. Everyone wants more money. That's fine. Great. But mm -hmm. make sure that the results, you know, reflect the increase in that you are better off you know maintaining a a good level or increasing slightly based on certain parameters and conditions rather than trying to go too high up but your skills do not catch up okay mm -hmm. because then your new employer will be expecting if they pay you 30 percent over the market rate for example you need to give in return 30 percent over the norm you know the basic skill set that will be required from this type of role so be realistic with yourself asking the right questions would help you do not listen to this sort you know tips from the 50s you know whoever speaks mm -hmm. first you know, yeah. always go higher so you can go down. Mm. Don't listen to those. Be realistic, be human, engage, gain the information and have an open discussion. Because you may find yourself that you are you are accepting a lower salary, but in a position that you love more. Mm. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. get the mm -hmm. information that you need. Be sensible and be realistic with it as well. 
So um, this is uh, very interesting. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, because uh, as, as we said, we got it very difficult to negotiate. And uh, just to give an example, how you can tackle the problem of uh, negotiating, because uh, there are there is research that shows that women are um, uh, finding it difficult. So. Actually, a friend of mine said that uh, she uh, started negotiating by saying, um, you know, the, we are entering the negotiation field now. And just to make sure um, that you understand what is going to be happening today, you're going to like me less because research proves people like women less when they are hard negotiators. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. I, and and I, I think it goes you know, across the board, but particularly um, in the example that you've given. Um, because whether we want to admit it or not, we all have pre-biased uh, perceptions um, yeah. of individuals. So, um, in um, and I'll give you a very, very, very good example. Before I moved to Malta almost seven years ago, um, I was um, interviewing in my home country in Romania. And because of my experience, you know, uh, people assume that I'm a lot older than I actually am, particularly, mm -hmm. you know, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, and um, when we got to the negotiation stage, somehow, because they, you know, um, um, classified me as, you know, probably, you know, more mature than what I was, okay, the conversation started in one way the right way, um, you know, understanding factors, implications, skills, and so on and so forth. When we got to the point where they've actually realized, because we were in more depth about when I finished university and so on, and my age became apparent, mm -hmm. the conversation shifted, mm -hmm. okay? And um, it, it became along the lines of, well, the director has XYZ experience, you know, you're not, you know, even though, you know, he was significantly older than me, we, we had, you know, quite close amount of experience mm -hmm. as well. So, um, and, um, and I felt, you know, at that time that that bias kicked in and it can also be, you know, gender based, you know, you know, we, you know, we smile, we are polite, we are pleasant. And then when it comes to the negotiation side of things, you know, um, people expect us to somehow roll over. And another example I had, um, you know, again, a, a long time ago, uh, I, I got an offer from, uh, from someone and I've asked them, I said, is this your final offer? Is this the best you can do? And they said, mm -hmm. yes. I said, okay, I'll mm -hmm. give you an answer in a few days. I came back with the answer and the answer was no. And they were uh -huh. like, but um, can we can we really trust? I said, I've asked you a couple of days ago, is this the best we can do? I don't renegotiate. Really uh -huh. Okay? So, yeah. It, yeah. Okay. So, um, now, the question would be uh, whether there are some resources we could look upon. I mean, you've, you've tackled upon the how to prepare for interviews. What would be the best source for that information? So, um, I mean, you, you have a lot of, of, of um, resources at your disposal and you need to find something that speaks to your personality as well. So webinars like this, you know, um, articles written by, by you know, um, expert, career experts. Um, if you're struggling with writing your CV, um, you know, there are um, professional um, 
providers of such service or you can ask a headhunter to help you at least to guide you through it as well um, you know there are tools at your disposal like alerts uh, about opportunities that will come directly to your inbox um, as well you know so again make use of it and if you don't know where to start you know ask someone that you think might know and if they don't know they will keep you know pointing you in the right direction hopefully <laughs> so i just i just uh, wanted to make sure that uh, our um, listeners and our watchers on lookers uh, can reach out to you and we discussed it uh, before we can help you um, to prepare for job loss or overall preparing yes. for, for the interview process and uh, uh, just to wrap it up so um, just a, a brief uh, description how do I start this is the new beginning this is not the end what would be your key pointers uh, to make before uh, you start looking for a job so key pointers relax Take a step back, understand, okay, assess, and just do it. Yep, very good, uh, Fran. Thank you very much. I think uh, we've covered uh, most of the um, recruitment process, what is important, how do I prepare. So, um, just uh, to let our viewers know that we are going to also post some information on the Facebook page. So I hope you can uh, share some uh, insightful articles with us. And Definitely. thank you very much for joining us this morning. I know it's been a very difficult uh, week. Spending another week in front of the computer was yes. uh, not ideal, but that's the new reality. And uh, as the famous quotation is about the change, that's, uh, the, that's the thing that is always uh, inevitable. So inevitable. we need to for change. Yes, and thank you very much for having me and giving this opportunity. I hope our audience, uh, you know, picked up at least one thing that is useful. And if you do feel that you need more support or, you know, particular confidential guidance, do do reach out to us. You know, you can find us online and so on and so forth. Um, and, and I hope everything is, you know. And just last question from uh, Gordon. Ah. Let's see. So when you start working in your role and start being given different jobs, which were not specified at the start, what should you do since the first six months is very important? Well, it depends on what sort of uh, tasks um, you are be being given. Um, you know, being given um, the exposure to different areas can be very beneficial. But at the same time, if you are not confident in your abilities to, to, to have that exposure or to take on those those tasks that came unexpectedly, you know, you need to be able to articulate those and help uh, together with your, you know, employer and so on, find a way for you to, um, to be able to perform um, those tasks, you know, being flexible is incredibly important because things in business change every single day. And you will find yourself in situations where you are dealing with things that were not expected, not anticipated. Your ability to adapt will be paramount. But after your ability to adapt, your ability to assess is going to be absolutely crucial. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think uh, maybe Gordon can join us later in the week because he actually did a very good talk on negotiation, on networking. And I think uh, he's got some uh, some great experience in networking face to face. I hope he can um, help us uh, do it online as well. And uh, we are looking forward to discussion with other um viewers if they would like to join me on the show they are more than welcome thank you friends from uh, for this morning and thank you for very insightful um you know uh, experience Insights. having with us <laughs> so thank you once again and uh, i just uh, would like to remind you uh, you can reach out to us and we can help you through the process and we will po be posting some more resources shortly Thank you. Fantastic. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely, great weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.